Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. A show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous. And the fantastic community that surrounds it. Broadcast from the car and a place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. And welcome to episode number 420 woo-hoo, of Lave Radio, the show about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Psychic, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder bar for this episode are our Head of Health and Safety, Commander... Uh, yeah. Angel <laughs> All right. Wait, you, took a, as... you, took, you took a I, breath. I'm oh, so forgive like, me for taking a done. breath, Ben. Oh, I'm so sorry. You, Jesus. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> otherwise known as Ben Moss Woodward. We have our um, apprentice stunt driver. Or was it like Stump Banksy now? Did Colin change it? I think, I think he's a Banksy. Yeah. It's very it's, confused. I, I, I'm, I'm just very confused today. Um, I'm still between job titles. It's all right. We'll we'll, we'll find a, a proper role for you eventually. I'm um, Commander Alec Turner, Hello. and we we have um um for, as you can tell, I am not Colin. I and I know it's very difficult to um distinguish between our two voices. So I, I get it. I really do. Well, that's the thing. Colin doesn't breathe. There, there's the thing. That's the problem. That's why you just felt like you had to jump in there and fill in that dead exactly. Space. But we do have we do have the absolutely wonderful, excellent who finished her stream early for us tonight. Um, the wonderful, excellent Commander Katie Chaos. Welcome on in, my lovely. Hiya. yeah, bit of short note. You dragged me off my stream. That's what you listen, did. Listen, listen. <laughs> I'm here. So Colin is a little stuck in transit at the moment. So we were mildly we had mildly short notice of there being no Colin and um me and Ben were rushing around like headless chickens so we're very very grateful that you were able to able to drop in but Colin should be back next week um hopefully fingers crossed providing nothing nothing crazy happens either way um let's uh continue with the show if you wish you can join us live we are hanging out in game in open while Ben is where the where the heck are you Ben well, I'm rescuing people from the from the Thargoids because the, okay. the the Thargoids are no longer our brethren. They they they're making things burn and stuff. So I, okay. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to evacuate people right, uh, in 
In names that are alphabet soup. Fair amount of those in the bubble and there in are. the galaxy, so that's, that's fine. If you cannot get in game to come and join us, you can always come and join the Twitch channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live and clicking on live chat. Or you can go to twitch.tv slash laveradio. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. Are we still doing those things where we go live on those things as well? Also, YouTube is a thing. I forget about that sometimes. I believe we're still on Facebook and Twitter. Is Twitter still going? We've we've got a cabbage and a Twitter set up to see which one goes first. At the moment, <laughs> Twitter's still hand, uh, holding out, so we're all good. Let's start by finding out what everybody's been up to in the last week, um, shall we? Let's start with Ben. How are you doing, mate? Been doing all right. Um, so, yeah, it's been, it's been a quiet week for me, actually. Um, yeah, I'm not doing a lot. Uh, definitely not dying in in... In elite, um, not not trying to rescue people or anything like that. Um, yeah, it's been it's been quite. I've really I've done very very little really. Fair, fair. Okay, no worries. Um, what what about you, Alec? What you've been up to? I've been up to. I missed a week. I missed. I threw a strop last week. Everybody, I didn't want spoilers, so I <laughs> I stormed. No, I didn't storm off, but I didn't want spoilers. Um, but I have been playing this marvelous update which is fantastic more on that later Mm -hmm. Uh, i went to see an amazing film called triangle of sadness um which has quite possibly the most extraordinary vomiting scene i've ever seen in my life um it's very funny but also very dark but um yeah if you like your film's slightly arty and but also very thought-provoking then Highly recommended. Uh, and it's December, so we allowed ourselves to buy a Christmas tree. Yay! Aha! Excellent, excellent. Um, but you know, funny thing about Christmas trees, actually, because on, on um, I can't remember, it was some breakfast news, and they were interviewing the TV growers, and they were all saying, well, of course, our prices have had to go up because of shipping costs and blah, blah, blah. So we get down there, and crikey, yes, Christmas trees were extremely expensive. But um, I don't know. Yeah, we're probably most of us here are probably old enough to remember that Christmas trees used to be quite um, thin, and all their needles used to fall off. Well, we've we've bought one of those. So, so your nice big plump modern Christmas trees cost about mm, sixty-five quid upwards, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, your old-fashioned Christmas trees, what I remember from my childhood, they only cost twenty-one. So we we got one of those. But it it made me think, well, surely it costs the same to grow and transport the spindly one as the, you know, the plump one. So um, I think they're artificially raising their prices, actually. But they're... They're not um they're not optimal for the season. So mm. that's why they're, they're selling them at cheap prices. That said, uh, we were we were in IKEA the other day and um the ones that you can actually like the fake trees that you can buy from Arkea Arkea IKEA are like the old spindly ones, like yeah. without any um any background. So maybe they're making an, a resurgence and you're onto something. You're the Christmas tree hipster right now, Alec. Well that's the hope. <laughs> as long as they did, they did say the needles. Once we brought it inside, we've got two weeks before all the needles fall off. So it's currently outside, and we're trying to time it very carefully so that um, all the needles fall off on Christmas Day. Oh my gosh! <laughs> okay, amazing, incredible. Hi, Katie Chaos. Welcome to Live Radio. This is what happens here. We talk about stuff that isn't at all elite dangerous related, and then we touch on it right towards the end. How are you doing, my lovely? It's good to see you. I'm good. I'm good to be here. Yeah, you know, thanks for asking me on. Yeah. 
All is good. Um, yeah, just been spending lots of time playing the heck out of this um, new update right now. Mostly not doing war stuff, but taking advantage of the whole sort of exobiology tweak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. What have I been up to this week? Oh, my gosh. I have um, been playing a lot of Elite Dangerous, um, as one is wont to do in the current climate. Um, not an awful lot else, really. Um we don't have we don't have much of a wall update. Remember, someone ran into our wall. We don't have, don't really. We're kind of sort of stagnantly waiting. Um, there's been conversations between different insurance companies, and that's about the level of what I know. So that that's a thing that happened. And I've also um, discovered a um, a new like real play D and D thing to watch and it's all I've been I've been obsessed with it when I've not been obsessed with Elite I've been watching like real play um Dungeons and Dragons with Dimension 20 which I can only if you enjoy Dungeons and Dragons I can only recommend Dimension 20 it is fluffing from phenomenal they do a lot of different like genre switches and um mashups with their um with their um role playing and it's wonderful and I love it that said we, I'd like to talk about Elite Dangerous, if I may. First and foremost, Ben, how many paint jobs do, do we have to give away? Frontier have been beautiful and lovely and given us ten sets of four paint jobs to give away. And they're the, um, they're the Snowfall Party ones. They're, the, they? they're the beautiful pur- purpley snowbally one, yes, snowflakey one. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. So basically, we haven't... <laughs> Everything's been a little bit fraught and a little bit short notice this week. The basics of it is we've decided keep an eye on all of our different socials and on Discord and things like that and on our Twitter and all of those kind of places. And we'll pop something there and like the first 10 people to respond to our different social media or Discord areas will probably end up getting... We'll probably end up getting things. You'll know them when you see it. Do you think that's fair, Ben? Shall we go with that? I would probably sort of like, okay, if we have 10 people do it, then I'll tell 10 of them get it. If 20 people do it, I'd put it onto a draw. Yeah, sure. Perfect. We'll do something. Well, we'll, we're still working it out. We're still working out the um, dotting the I's and crossing the T's with that one. But keep an eye on our social. Let's move on to the development news then, shall we? What have the devs said this week? Holy shit, what haven't the devs said this week? We had, on Thursday, we had Frameshift Live number 22, which was, um, we had um, an interview with Tom, and then we had Darren in the studio with them. First and foremost, did did you did you guys watch it? Did all of you watch it? Yep. Indeed. Yep. What were your takeaways from it? Tom is very tall. <laughs> and wearing shorts in November. <laughs> I'm, I'm still convinced there's a clue that we need to fly cold. It was fab. amazing. It's, you know, it's, it's one of the few Frameshift lives that I've watched all the way through twice. Because I just felt like I, I got to the end and thought, yeah, I didn't take all that in. I need to watch the whole thing again. I certainly agree. I want to go back and watch certainly Tom's interview again, because I feel like he gave so much information, like so many extra bits of information we didn't, we weren't really aware of. And for example, the vision of the authoress and how far that could see and things yeah. along, along yeah. those lines, which really are such a big help for us sort of figuring out the best ways to approach them and the best ways to discover yeah. Actually, do you know, I, I, I experienced that today. So I found my first, I hadn't been looking before, but I found my first authoress today. 
and I was I just I just wanted to watch it. Um, so I was flying kind of alongside it. I suppose you know, literally, I guess literally level with it for a while, and then I thought I want to get slightly around the front just to get a different camera angle on it, and. I got maybe like 45 degrees within, you know, of the front of it. And right. then suddenly it definitely knew I was there and kicked off. But the, yeah, awesome. there was, yeah, but but literally alongside it, it, I got the impression it hadn't got a clue I was there. And then I kind of crept in front of it and it spotted me. Yeah, it was really good. Ben, were there anything that from Friendship Live that you were, you like, I need to know that I need to take, take that away with me? I, mean, I picked up on what Alec was saying about the, uh, about the angles and things like that. I can't think of anything that massively jumped out at me, okay. but then I'm not really into the AX stuff. That does make that does make sense. Um, what about you, Katie? Just interesting that it's not just an all-out straight-off combat ship to begin with. Yeah. You know, that it's a, a little bit of a different type of ship. And thinking, are we going to see, you know, the Goids generally represented differently? Are we going to see other types of ships? Or then, obviously, leading on to what we hope might happen with ground-based stuff but you know seeing more of their sort of yeah. organization i suppose that that i found really interesting absolutely uh, there was one other thing i just remembered i think it was tom actually it might have been both of them said it and i, I and they looked to at, right at the camera when they said it and it's it's kicked off a little bit on the forums but i absolutely loved it, it was, was basically the whole thing that um it's up to us and mm-hmm. if we don't do something about this war, the bubble's going to burn. It's like the whole thing where they described, you know, that it's it's no longer hand placed, that it's um, that this is a simulation that's running, that the Thargoids have their Thargoid AI, yeah, the AIDS, Thargnet it's AI. And and if we don't do something about it, we're screwed. I I love it. It's fantastic. Yeah, it 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 puts everything into um into like a really um interesting perspective, doesn't it? Like um. When when we're told categorically that if we do not react, we are completely and utterly buggered. We need um, that. It's it, oh, it's been fascinating. It really has. And um, Ben, does that not just make you want to kind of leave things alone and see what happens? Or is that a just bit. me? No, a bit. Yes, a bit. <laughs> there's, there's a little bit of a okay, okay. You, you, you're gonna, you're gonna, if we, you're, you're saying that if we don't do anything, it's gonna, all right then. Bet. <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, come on. I, then. I, I don't want this to happen, but I really kind of, you know, I'd be fascinated. Yeah. And this is the thing. We're gonna, I'm assuming we're going to be covering this later. Is that this thing mm-hmm. that's so brilliant and brave about this entire event i'm so excited about that yeah the way it's not it's not placed anymore so it can just go now the the, they can just they can just burn the bubble and i'd so love to see them burn huge chunk of it amazing i don't feel so wrong incredible (laughs) i know absolutely incredible we will definitely we're we're a hundred percent gonna circle back round to that. So um it's all good. On Friday we had um uh, one of our, one of my personal favorites of um of the week. Um it was a Galnet News Roundup from Paul. Um mm-hmm. came out on Friday with such favorites as Thargoids are like buses, none of them for ages, and then several of them run over your mate Dave, which is um which is absolutely perfect, and took more of a somber tone this um, this week for some strange reason, can't think why. Um and then on um Monday we had the discovery scan, which basically did what we do. 
um, talked about the update, talked about Garnet News and Roundup, talked about the um, the um, the drops, the Noble Chairs giveaway as well. And then mentioned like some really weird charity single that people have been involved in, but we'll come back to that later. Any thoughts on the dev news this week? It's been a, it's been a packed week um, for like everything. But is there anything that anybody else wants to bring up about the dev news this week? I, I like the chair. I don't like. I, I don't like. I don't like that. You know, gleam. Click here and do this, and I can't remember the name of the gleam. 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 Yeah, gleam. I. I don't. I, I like it in that it feels like it's a. It opens it up and it gives lots of things, but I don't like it because it's like we'll take all your data and yay! I will say. Oh, oh my I god, the chair is sexy. The, yeah, the chair is sexy. I will say that this particularly particular one only has four steps, so it's not like it's not like the visit. 20 different people on Instagram mm. and all of those different kind of things. It's four steps and you get four entries. There's no like extra bit to it. Yeah. So, so like, just like to abate you a little tiny. No, I do know what you mean. Ben. Than the 10 ones and... I, I, I do know what you mean, Ben, but um, you know, everyone's got their price and uh, wow, oh, yeah. that, cha- that chair's nice. <laughs> that, that, that chair I'm is like, nice. yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Take my data. It's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, it's like you know, it's one of these. Th- you know, it's like the, the whole thing with Facebook. You know, if you if you're not the customer, you're the product. I'm willing to I'm willing to make that sacrifice. It is not a problem at all, by all means. Um, okay, then let's move on to the in-game events. What's happened this week? Well, just just nice and um, good to know that it's been a really quiet week for Elite Dangerous. On Tuesday, late on Tuesday, um, we got the um the notification that Taranis had unleashed the Thargoid invasion fleets, which happened on, um, I think that actually came out during Lave last week, that on an article. Um, then on Wednesday, um, there was another article that read as havoc of as Thargoids overrun multiple systems. Um, on Thursday, New maelstroms increased Thargoid conquests. Um, and then we had a quiet three days um, where everything was on fire. Um, and then on Monday, we had a um, refugees flee from Thargoid offensive. Um, oh, God, that one was heartbreaking. Oh, my God, that one was heartbreaking. We'll come back to that in just a second. But um, I, it's the first Galnet article that I've ever read that made me cry. Um, and then on today, um, Chase admits the Kingfish mission was a mistake in a strange oh. turn of events. He's admitted that. And then the other thing that we got today was an article about a new CG <laughs> Um, for enhanced AX weaponry. I mean, that's hot off the press, isn't it? I only saw that about two hours ago. Yeah, that, it, it was really recent. And did I see um, it right? Is it an eight-week CG? That's really weird, isn't it? It's an eight-week or until it finishes CG. Okay. Um, at the moment, the way it's looking, obviously, everybody's sprung into action because, all new things to shoot Thargoids with. It's it At the moment, it looks like it's going to be done by the weekend. Um, so by the following th- Thursday, the the CG says by the following Thursday they'll be they will be available. I will I will go to Ben about the CG. What's up, mate? Oh, I'm actually confused by the CG because in the text it says eight weeks, but in mm-hmm. the 
summary blurby stuff, it says four weeks. It says one. It says expires in one month. In one month, yeah. Now I think that is because it's go. It's set to expire like right towards the end of January. So it's count. It's only counting one month in whatever they're counting down with, and they've not given as many variables as say Inara, who's measuring the right thing, measuring the proper length. Does that make sense? I mean, it'll be simple for me to check. I can just log on and have a look at the date and see how long there is. For sure. Uh, Alec? Maybe they're using the same timer that um, they're using in-game, the week t- the week timer <laughs> on the Five War that's counting probably. down one, one week per day. Probably, <laughs> probably, probably, that's probably it. Does anybody have anything that they wish to... Um, that they wish to discuss from the um, from the Galnet articles this week and from the ongoing story. I've got a slight confusion, to be honest, because it's like, yeah, I want to join in the CG and I want to go and help get Pew Pew, right. but I also want to actually sort of try and rescue people and get them out of Dodge. Okay. And the, there's only one of me. Um, and I, just, I can't just talk to, about things. Just to clarify, Ben, I really want to just like yes. be sure that I've got this right for just a moment. You're complaining because there is too much stuff to do in game. At the I, I know it's a dead game. <laughs> I know there's no it's dead game name. There's this. no content here. Still notice people who complain about oh it's all about combat and it's like no it's not. There's so much stuff you can be doing. You don't need to engage in this AX stuff. You can do all those passenger missions. I'm loving that at the moment. As yeah. Well. Right. I'm deliberately going to the ones on the ground because they just look so bloody pretty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The things being on fire looks really, really pretty. Yes, you oh, can confirm. <laughs> um, the, I, I, I do want to. I do want to touch back on some of the some of the other articles that have that, some of the articles that have come out this week. The one that came out on Monday hit me like a ton of bricks. Mm. Um, it ended um, along the lines of this this person not being able to find. I believe it was her dad. She they that like they did this like little interview with this person who were like I I, I got on one ship with my. <laughs> My dad yeah. got on the other ship and I can't, and now I can't find him and all of that kind of stuff. And um, it, for me, it made it about humanity again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, some of the, you know, it made made it into that human story because there's that one paragraph, there's somebody saying, I was at the starport observation window when their ships, those weird shaped star things. So like they've yeah. not even seen them before. It just really brought it to life. I loved it. But yeah, it really got you in the feels. Mm-hmm. I, I had, oh. I had a big problem. <laughs> I had a huge problem with it. I was like, I don't have emotions. What is going on? And I was like, oh my god. Um, the, the, as, um, I think um, Napilius just said it's got um, BSG vibes. I'm assuming he's talking about um, a show that I've never seen, which is Battlestar Galactica. Oh, Star Galactica. Yeah. 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 But oh, um, the, oh, yeah, go ahead. Um, have you seen? Probably oh, not. Ma- but go Ms. for Marvel. it. Yes, absolutely, um, I have. You know, the the train scene with Miss Marvel and the evacuation is <gasps> exactly the same. Rooting it all in like um, human yeah. nature and um, human relationships um, yep. just just gets me like um, trying to like bringing a, bringing like actual visceral rem, um, emotion into a story. Um, I think it's fantastic. Was anybody expecting, especially on a Tuesday, was anybody expecting to see G's anytime? Anytime soon, given the fact that we've just had this big wave of new content and stuff. 
I wasn't actually. I mean, there is a war on. I, <laughs> I, I feel absolutely overwhelmed with things to do. So the last thing I needed was a CG to drop. But yeah, interesting. I feel like we were, we were talking about it on Monday as well, and it was um, it was very much everybody going, oh, not for a good couple of weeks. Yeah, there'll be. Yeah. We've got we've got to see the um, we can. There are only very few places where, if you look on the galaxy map, that the actual Thargo bar is going up. Um, but there's there's so much. There is so much stuff to do in the galaxy at the moment. Um, it's just. Um, not just like your Thargoid stuff, but also all of the bloody payouts on the Exobio stuff. We're oh. like, we've got money coming out of the wazoo right now. So I just wonder um, what the what's going to happen to make it all feel like even even worse. That's it with the Exobiology. I'm basically doing that to I'm building up as many credits as I can to then make a decent build AX ship with it. So yeah. How far through Exobiology ranking were you when this? when this dropped this i was increased. right at the bottom i was right at the okay. bottom okay. um what am i on now um, yeah taxonomist or something but in- i i handed in one piece of data and went up about three ranks well this is what i hell? saw I, i've seen quite a surprising thing on the forums which is i've seen a few people genuinely sort of saying that they were quite gutted you know that they, they, they were kind of enjoying the the exobiology process the idea of you know working through the ranks and they came back from a trip handed in their data and found themselves elite ranked five and thought bugger <laughs> that, that's that <laughs> bit of gameplay finished for me then do you think um, they've gone off and buffed it a little bit too much then yes i i've been avoiding it actually because i i, I read a few of those posts and thought yeah i don't want to suddenly I quite like having objectives that are still in front of me. And I, I also Tal in chat is saying that um, money isn't dropping correctly. It's you're only getting two times and not five times. Yeah, I've heard I've, other people I've, say that as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit odd. I think I'm going to stay away from it. Could be buggied. I think the multiplier is where it it was putting it to ridiculous. You know, it was like first finds and things like that, which were which were multiplying the oh. amounts to ridiculous levels. <laughs> Unless anyone has got anything else to bring up with regard to the in-game events, I think we will move on to that time of the week again. Store alert! In the bi-weekly newsletter, here come paint jobs for your art. In the bi-weekly newsletter, here come paint jobs for your art. And we have some more snowfall paint jobs in the the old um, store this week. We have the snowfall mistletoe paint jobs, which are red. They're the they're, they're the normal the the same ones. So the same ones as the purple ones that um, you can get from our giveaways and from various Twitch drops, um, or the green ones that you could get from the Elite streams, but they are red instead. And they're very pretty. They are so Christmassy. I don't think you can get more Christmassy than these paint jobs. The, no. the crate the crate genuinely looks like... Um, and the, and the ones... Well, okay, 
So everyone with the line that goes across the middle, which is all of them, now I see every single one of them, um, that, that wiggly line or that zigzag line down the middle, they look like Santa. They look like <laughs> a Santa suit with a big white um, bit of the coat in the middle. It's, they're so beautiful. Yeah, it's so, so Christmas. Beautiful. It's Father Christmas colours completely. <laughs> the whole red and white thing. It's gorgeous. Um, why can't they do some for the crate mark too, though, as well? It's always a crate phantom. <laughs> That's me moaning. Fight, like, can you imagine fighting Thargoids in a Christmas themed theme ship? I mean, yes, because I'm already kind of doing it, but um, in like actually in a crate mark too with that that paint job on, amazing. Yeah, I'm just thinking. It's a shame there isn't a, a um, chieftain. I've been, re- I've been, I'm going to get into my um, AX builds a little bit, and so I was going to go for a chieftain. If, if, damn, what a shame you're just appealing to half there, aren't you? Yeah, can we have a Christmas chieftain? Maybe uh, I, I can hear Bruce going, yeah, maybe next year, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, these are these are really pretty. They're all all of these ones I think are really pretty and they've 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 legit knocked it right out of the park on on these ones. Um anyone anyone already purchased them yet or are you keeping hold of the Are they as metallic as they look? Yeah, I like the, the purple one feels um looks a bit like it's on top of the the white is on top of the stygian paint jobs. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the red is probably going to do do a similar job like it it's sort of like decals on top of the stygian paints. I I don't know, I'm giving I'm getting that impression goes for that really sets it off I guess. Yeah. There, there's definitely a bit of a sparkle to I'm a sucker for anything purple, so I'll be going for them. Yeah, uh, purple, purple ones are cute. Purple ones are cute. Okay, um, I think that was the only store stuff that we had this week. That was the only stuff that I could see. Anyway, have, I, I can't complain about not having content. It's fine. <laughs> we're okay. Um, so we are going to take a very, very quick, well, we're going to take a little bit of a break. Um, when we come back, we will have our main discussion. And I only wish there was something we could talk about. life, choose a ship, choose a career, choose a cargo, choose a f***ing big ship, choose palladium gold and electrical tin openers, choose good health, low cholesterol and ship insurance, choose fixed interest loan repayments, choose a space station, choose your friends, choose leisure wear and matching luggage, choose a paint job and hire purchase and a range of f***ing colours. Choose decals, exploration, and wondering where the f*** you are on a Sunday morning. Choose sitting in that chair, running mind-numbing, spirit-crushing trade routes, stuffing f***ing junk food in your mouth. And choose rotting away at the end of it all, pissing your last in the void, with no one out there to hear you bury or do anything as you drift away in cold space. And there's some f***er comes along to steal your ship, your cargo, and your clothes leaving your bones floating out in space. Choose your future. Choose life. But why would I want to do a thing like that? 
I choose not to choose life. I chose something else. And the reasons? There are no reasons. Who needs reasons when you've got onion heads? How you doing, my brother? So you run some data and you left your little sidey and you're starting to think about maybe a ship that can punch a little bit harder. Well, the killback, the one with the little flappy wings, is just what the doctor ordered. It is multi-crew enabled and is the smallest ship with a fighter bay. So you can point and they will do your bidding. Ha! <laughs> it's got three utility mounts, two small and two medium hard points, plus a whole batch of compartments. So if you want a bit of fun, grab a killback, my son. Space is vast, and pirates have needs just like anyone else. Introducing the Lonely Pirate Handbook, the ultimate resource for lonely pirates. Our guide covers the hot spots and not spots of interstellar space, from smugglers' dens to space station taverns, with helpful chapters such as how to be presentable in polite society, how to get rid of that nefarious rank, and my favorite, occasionally shower. Are your early advances often mistaken for attempts to rob or plunder? Oh, I've come a long way for what's in your hold. Prepare to be boarded. Frameship charge detected. Oh. Buy today and receive the Lonely Pirates chat-up guide for free. I've got a very large hard point. Would you like to see my very large hard point? You're so hot. You're making my temperature critical. Lower your shield. I want to inspect the goods. Come back to my place. I might let you touch my e-rated anaconda. Are you smuggling illegal goods? Because you've got fine written all over you. The Lonely Pirate's Handbook. Now available in all Anarchy bookstores. We'll teach you to loot anyone's heart. There's bargains, bargains, bargains at Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium. Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium haven't just been slicing carcasses, but also slicing their prices. All unspecified meat sausages, now two for the price of one. A pack of assorted meat steaks, now with 50% more meat at half the price. How about chops? A surprising meat chops, now also 50% off. And introducing our massive meat hamper, it's a family of four. No. No, no, that should say feeds a family of four, right? Stick to the script, Claire. It says it's a family of four. Okay, I'll stick to the script. Yeah, you do that. It's a family of four. Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium. Find us in the Lave Business Directory or visit us next to the station mortuary. Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium. You'll wonder how our prices are so low. And we're back. You might have noticed a new ad. Thanks um, to the script, Claire. Listen, that's not the new ad. The new <laughs> ad is the one that featured lots of lots of wonderful commanders. Um, our new ad that is legitimately the joint ba- brainchild of myself and um, the Chris Mock Four, but featuring, um, oh my gosh, featuring um, Captain Flint, featuring both yourself, Ben, featuring Katiana, featuring Kremen, featuring Crispy. I think that's everyone. But thank you, everyone, for, like, chipping in with that one. We like to try and make, like, one a week at this point. Sometimes two. We've actually got somebody in the red 
Um, oh, the the Santa Santa suit, Santa crate here. Oh, nice. That is nice, isn't it? That is very nice indeed. It looks it look it looks very nice. There was something um Alec just spotted um while we while we were having having our break there. What was what was it you spotted Alec? Yeah, actually during the break I I just bought two. I couldn't resist it. I bought the DVX <laughs> and the Phantom and I just noticed these the first paint jobs that say they are for the four point four point zero client only. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, I wonder why. I mm. I've just had a thought because we because I was saying it looks like something on top of Stygia. Might mm. it be a case that we might in the future be able to put like post paint jobs on top of other paint jobs? I'm just I'm just. Uh, I know why. I know why. Because why? there are no more Christmases for three point eight. That's a really good point. Ooh. Oh, that that's a really good point. It's just a snapshot of the galaxy now as it was. Yeah. So. It is, it is what it is. So we are, we're on our main discussion now. Um, and um, while we jest that there is not a lot to talk about, there is a metric butt ton of stuff, not an imperial, a metric butt ton of stuff to talk about this week. Um, it was pretty fresh for everyone last week. I think that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now we've had a, a good week of Odyssey, um, of Odyssey um, update 14. Um how are you feeling? I'm going to start with Alec on this one. Crikey. Um, two weeks ago, when I was on the show, I think we did a bit of a roundtable about how we were feeling about Update 4. And I think I was a bit mm, not very excited, really, because it's it's going to be Thargoid combat. I'll take a quick look. But yeah, I, there's not going to be much in it for me, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I take that back. I am... Ugh, fucking loving it excuse me yes. absolutely yes i it just it's hard to explain to someone that isn't every i mean there's so many things i've seen so many people in my friends list come back people are clearly loving it it's not just mm-hmm. you know us people are loving it people are coming back in droves and i'm hearing it's it's brilliant it's so it feels so all-encompassing like I haven't done any combat since it dropped. I spent the first four days just running around looking at things, you know, looking at the um, the maelstrom, looking at... The very first thing I did um, is in the, the little cutscene, there was the planetary base on fire, and I literally took down the name of it and thought, I'm going straight there. I've, I've never seen anything like that in this game before. Yeah, um, and it's so much. A, a, a brilliant thing I saw, like on the second or third day, was a, a Coriolis that was just shut down. You know, with the with the, the the front shutters. You know, the shutters were down. Oh right, okay. It was amazing. I don't know why, but there was just something so amazing about this dead Coriolis. Just where did you see that? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, I need you, to try you know, and find one. I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, I, I've, I've, se- I've seen one on you know, the, in the video, but I haven't seen it on the thing. If you go in the system app, all the stations that just have the sort of grey and black cross through mm-hmm. them and nothing else, those are all shut down. So just go to okay. one of those or Coriolis. Okay, I did. I did not realize. I know that there's not any. Um, there's not any of the circular ground bases. Not um, yet. I keep going. Back. There's those... one that it's really funny. There's a system that's got attacked stations in it, and it's got shut down stations in it, and it's got this little um, big circular round. Uh, planetary port and I keep going back to it and the dialogue there's there's nothing going on and it's not shut down and it's not on fire and the dialogue from the NPCs is constantly like I'm sure Thargoids will be coming soon yeah 
we're we're actively fucked but <laughs> we need to we need to be careful about what's happening there's so much um, and, and also i just wanted to whiz through these we might come back to these but there's so mm-hmm. much other little things there's new audio tracks there's yep. masses of new npc dialogue there are npcs tossing repair limpets around like candy oh there's so much i keep mm-hmm. seeing new things and thinking that's new that's new yeah awesome Awesome. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to ask Katie exactly the same question now. How, um, how have you been finding update 14? I mean, I think Alex said earlier, I'm um, overwhelmed. You used that term earlier mm-hmm. on. Yeah. And completely. I mean, I don't know where to go and do what next and when there's a big, big bit of FOMO coming in there. It's like, Oh, but they're doing this and I haven't looked at that yet. And but you know, this invasion's not going anywhere soon. Well, it might be coming more into the bubble, <laughs> but you know what I mean? There's I'm not gonna lose out on anything, but it, it's just wonderful. I mean, I was so excited the night before and I literally was like the kid before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Couldn't sleep and all of that, but then knew not to take the day off on patch day because because I know better than that. But you know, again, all through the day waiting for the patch to drop, you yeah. know, the time it didn't. Oh, I I was just it it's just wonderful. It's just opened the game up again, and I think hopefully I think it'll drag people back into the game. It'd be interesting to see where the figures go with it. But there's so much to do. It's the game I love most in the world, and I'm more in love with it now than than mm-hmm. I ever have been. I suppose. Yeah, I, I think we've. Um, I think Colin was mentioning um, early in the week earlier in the week was that the Steam charts are definitely showing like an uptick of um, people playing again, um, oh, which is which is quite quite nice. And then we've got Commander Face Guy in um, in chat as well. He's just said that she, it's definitely got her playing again as well, which is fantastic. Fantastic to see because I've missed your pictures. Um, um, what, what about you, Ben? How, how has this week been as far as, like, you getting to grips with Update, update 14? How have you been finding it? Yeah, I mean, I think, like Alex said, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, yeah, it's all combat. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch the story and see how it goes, but, you know, not for me. And then last week, I'll admit that I was, I was like, okay, I'm in a reasonable ship here, and I can't do Jack, and that was really pissing me off. Yeah, yeah, I remember um, we had that conversation. And since then, I've gone off and... it's This, this patch has made me... Go off and do some rebuild a ship, basically, and even do some engineering to to get this thing up to the oh the uh, dirty drive five and things like that because I was missing some bits and bats. Yeah, yeah. So I, had go, I had to go off and get some of them and exchange some things and and so on just to get my, get my dirty drives up. Um, and it's actually made me go back onto Coriolis. And do a little bit of research to try and get a, a ship rebuilt, mm-hmm. so that I can actually go and look at things and do things. When was the last and... time you did that? Before before this oh, this week, God, when this... was the last time you made a ship or like played in Korea? The last time I, the last time I actually had to research a ship would have been before Beyond. So I before, think that really speaks volumes. Yeah, that that absolutely speaks volumes for the impact that Update 14 has had. That mm-hmm. um, uh, 
myself personally, I'm like all last week, I was building a cold build dolphin. I was like, I'm never going to be out of this cold build dolphin. I'm going to be going and looking at stuff. I'm going to be going in, going into these um, maelstroms. I'm going to be doing all of this investigative stuff. I've maybe flown it three times since update 14. I've I've been into the maelstrom in it and it was great and it did the job that I needed it to do. Um, But I flew it on that first day, flying around just going and looking at stuff. Mm. And then I'm like, okay, right, I've looked at stuff now. I've done a couple of bits and pieces. I have other ships that can do other things slightly better. And also I wanted to, um, something that we, something that um, was very, very apparent with update 14 was a lot of um, people who were either new or were um, hadn't really taken part in Thargoid combat and all of those kind of things, and were feeling a little tiny bit overwhelmed. Um, so I really wanted to see what what you could do as like a new un- unengineered commander as well. So I built a um, crate mark two for both. Um, I've done it for both passengers and cargo, and I w- I've been taking it into these um, ground bases that are on fire and rescuing people and and stuff along those lines. And it genuinely works. And I am so impressed with how. And these are builds that are less than a hundred million. So you do a little bit of exo bio when you first start, or you do a little bit of scanning, end up with a hundred mil, and you can join in with this war effort. And I think that frontier, that the fact that frontier have managed to achieve that and make it accessible to an awful lot of people is fantastic. Um, Alex. Yeah, just just wanted to chip in on builds because I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of questions in chat and on forum of of new people who are obviously a little bit nervous that they yeah. maybe can't get involved. To be honest, although like Ben, I want to get out there and do builds I, I haven't I was just too keen to go and see stuff so mm-hmm. I just jumped into my um uh python which is my just general purpose mission running python it's got nothing ax on it uh, the only thing I did is I went to um the serious mega ship in Leasty and slapped on the the pre-engineered heat sink launcher because right. I heard that that was useful but but really um you you know, outside of Thargoid combat, if you want to do rescue missions or you just want to go and see this stuff, maybe maybe not try and penetrate the maelstrom, but most other stuff, if you just want to go and look at these burning stations, um, really, a, a few heat sinks are useful. And if you can, if your ship can go like 450, maybe 500 meters a second on a boost, you can just outrun all these things. You know, if you get interdicted, submit, just boost away. Um, mm-hmm. As long as you're, I suppose what I am proficient at from Buckyball is landing quickly. So getting into a system and getting down and landing quickly. Um, so, a, a, you know, a maneuverable ship is is okay. But really, you can just get out there and do stuff in your fairly bog standard ship, at least until you want to start fighting these things i guess for, for sure and i think the other the other thing that you you can take um, away from that is like frameshift live darren was saying yeah they, things are weighted differently as far as like how much danger it that there is um uh for you when you're when you're either doing combat with the station helping you or combat in these very high conflict zones um to which i say absolutely hell no but also um like you can go and rescue people from a station that isn't currently on fire. You know, you don't have to go and rescue folks from a um, 
from a station that's that's burning or a station that's got a, um, a conflict zone around it well that does like help more towards the war if you're not feeling confident to, enough to do that yet you can go and land at a normal station or a station that's still effectively fine but there's thargoids everywhere else in the system and you can go and take people from that there are still evacuees it's not weighted as heavily but it, you, you're still doing your part you know yeah, ex- exactly that. In fact, and again, in the system map, if you pick um, stations or planetary ports that have uh, its little fire icon, but not the angry-looking red Thargoid icon, then actually you can take your time. You know, there aren't Thargoids down there. Um, you can just, you know, orbit around the burning buildings and just take in the. It, it is spectacular. You know, take your take your time at those if there aren't Thargoids. Yeah land drive around in the srv you know take it in because it's fucking spectacular frankly (laughs) sorry tonight i'm just so excited about it all that was legitimately (laughs) that was my my reaction um last week was um uh it was the the first thing that i said just like this game is fucking spectacular and i cannot get over how um how they've managed to achieve this um ben just thinking about alec have you while you've been driving your srv around and things like that have you tried taking pot shots with your SRV at Thargoids? <laughs> so, How does the Scorpion ha- um, so, deal with that? So funnily enough, I um, you know I said that I saw in the cutscene that planetary port, and that was the first place I went to. Yeah. So then I forget what the gravity on that world was. It was a little bit high. But then the very next thing I did, and I spent two days doing this, um, was trying to find a planetary port with a tall tower because I got this idea that what I really wanted to do was drive up a burning tower, um, which I managed to do. So there's a video out there on my YouTube channel of me (laughs) driving up a towering inferno. And it it was fantastic and spectacular. And then... What I was doing this morning actually was I went to do the same in a on on a tower that had um, combat going on around it because a lot of the combat was quite high up and I couldn't target anything from the ground in the SRV and I thought well maybe if I can park on top of a one of the tallest skyscrapers then I can have a go um, but unfortunately the instance got cleared and there were no more thargoids in it but I, yeah I'll be back to that tomorrow I definitely want to try and take pot shots from a, an SRV and see how that goes. Yeah, slight follow-on from that then. I don't suppose you or Psychit, you know, have, has, have either of you tried taking pot shots at, say, scouts from your on-foot things? You know, I, I haven't been on-foot since, uh, um, since right. Update 14 dropped. I'm just wondering how a sniper rifle, say, would do against a Thargoid scout. Yeah, I don't know. And that, I, I think that would be interesting to check. Yeah, I really want to try it. I, I, again, I think if, if if you can get anything within range, because a lot of the combat seems to mm. be up in the air a little bit. But yeah, going to try it. I think yeah. it'd be fun. What what have you all found yourself gravitating towards doing? I know Alec, Alec has spent a, a lot of time just like looking at stuff, which is perfectly valid. Um, um, Kate, what have you been? What have you found yourself? Um, gravitating towards as far as like any sort of new game mechanics at the moment i'm just trying to engineer the hell out of things so i can basically go and i'm i'm looking towards doing a lot of evacuation missions but i need to do more good combat so to be honest that's not something i've done a lot of at all but it's something i need to sort of get in there with friends and get them to talk me through it as as i've already reached out to you about yeah 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 we um, we did some we did some a big group of it la- last Saturday. We did some um 
big group Thargoid combat, and that was um, legitimately some of the most fun I have ever had in game. I think, I mean, that's another thing to notice about, you know, this type of gameplay and this coming into it. It's probably going to encourage more of that, you know, that multiplayer sort of team-based, you know, um, team-based sort of gaming. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's really cool. So I want to get into, that's what I'm really looking forward to doing, but I'm just trying to get a decent build of a ship at the moment. So I'm doing a bit of an engineering grind uh, now to, to do that as well. For sure. Alex? Oh yeah, just Katie just reminded me of something. Actually, I think this might have been a comment I heard on Loose Screws, but it, it really struck a, a chord with me actually, which is that. Um, so I am no, definitely no AX combat pilot, but I gather that when you're fighting the interceptors, the scouts are a bit of a pain in the ass and a bit of a nuisance because they they disrupt the flow of the combat for you quite heavily. Um, so they made a really good point that is that if you're quite new to this. Um, then don't be shy. Get stuck in on those scouts because it really helps out the, mm-hmm. the pilots that are taking on the interceptors, which I think for sure it's a great point. For sure, and it's a lot harder for those of us with our um, our fixed weapons to hit. What I find it's a lot harder for me with fixed weapons to hit a scout than it is to um, hit a, pe- a petal. And, and to be fair, I only hit a petal like two times out of ten. Okay, loving the escape ships in there as well. You know the um, rescue ships. The fact that. You know, they're making it more accessible for AX combat because they've got there's numerous ones of those and they've got those basic AX weapons there. So, you know, people can do the the entry level um, AX Mm -hmm. stuff um, and can get involved in it quite easily and quite quickly. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can see. Um, I was going to ask ben, that, ben like a similar question, like what he was getting stuck in on. I can see him fighting Thargos at the moment. Well, I say at the moment he might be like... Um, I just got shot down, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Miggle, Miggles and I were... Uh-oh, that looks like Thargon's there. Miggles got interdicted. So I was like, okay, I'll come in and see you. And I was like, okay, it's just a couple of scouts. But I think they've brought friends. Yeah, they've got friends. The they've friends, friends drop and, in as well. Oh, yeah, bye-bye. Are you dead? Are you dead, Ski? I'm, I'm deaded. Oh, uh, rip. Rip effing every available chat, please. I would very much appreciate <laughs> it for um for um Ben. <laughs> uh, I, I, ha- I have I seen the three by screen well. a fair amount. Ship go boom. Ship go boom boom. Ship go boom boom. It is what it is. It is what it is. We've um it's been it's been a lot. <laughs> mm. Um myself, I'm I like like you were saying earlier, okay. I've got like huge FOMO. Like I start doing something and I'm I'm like, oh my god, I wanna I want to experience something else. I want to go and see um, see this particular thing. I'm really like, I want to jump in game right now and go and see a Coriolis that's shut down. Since Alec has mentioned that they are in game, I'm fully chomping at the bit for that. Um, there's little things as well that have been, that have been tweaked. Like the um, having um, pilots, like NPCs send repair limpets and decontamination limpets at you is just so wonderful like that yeah. that's new isn't it this um, oh yeah i've never this update. Before. yeah it's awesome yeah if people are flying around and they're constantly hearing decontamination and pit failed and wondering what the hell go- that's going on I-, I don't know why they're failing is that because you don't need any decontamination I think, it's, I, I think it's something to do with when you get hit as well if you're in the middle of a fight 
Um, and I don't think the decontamination limit, by all means, correct me if I'm wrong, feel free anyone, but I don't think that the decontamination limit can lock on if you're also getting injured. I think the repair limits can, but the decon, decon can't, or it's the other way around. I can't quite remember. Oh, sorry. I've just remembered something that was really funny. Um, go, the, go, first go. Time, the first time I got all those decontamination limit failed messages was when I was driving my SRV up the towering inferno. So presumably they can't lock onto SRVs. I think you're a little bit low because it goes underneath your 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 vessel, but then you're yeah. you're halfway up. But it was funny the that they were still trying. So this little SRV is driving up the side of the skyscraper and they were still trying to send. Bless them. It's hilarious. Bless them. Such legends trying to get that done. <laughs> um, I know there's, there's, there are conversations that you and I have had, Alec, about... Um, boldness and bravery which yes. is, is is something is something that i i would really like to touch on because it's because i was misconstruing it from you um earlier in the week when you were saying oh it's it's really bold that frontier have decided that it doesn't really matter whether you're a player faction or not everyone's like in the same boat yeah um, do you want why, me to yeah yeah go for it i mean what i what i meant by that uh, and I have seen a couple of people in chat say similar, is I, I've often felt like Frontier are a little bit risk-averse with the game. Um, mm -hmm. You know, things like black holes that we can't really hurt ourselves on, and and a lot of the combat has been very much opt-in. You know, there's here's a dangerous thing, threat eight, if you want to drop into it, or I don't know. It's all very, like, like they didn't, they were very aware that the, it felt to me, that Frontier were very aware that the game was full of new players and they didn't want to necessarily rock the boat. And obviously there are player factions. And, and so I think when they hand play stuff, they often took quite a lot of care to try not to, you know, disturb anyone too much. And mm -hmm. it really feels like they've just gone, what the hell? Let's just throw a war. And, and the, you know, it's just kind of, if it, 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 yeah, it feels quite old of Frontier to, to decide yeah, people are going to get hurt and, and player factions are going to get trashed and we just can't worry about that anymore. You know, we have to let this war be realistic and, and indiscriminate yeah. and, yeah. I feel like I feel like it's more of like, well, these player factions are the ones that are going to be attacked first. Don't worry, you're all going to have your turn. It's not a problem. <laughs> but yeah, I gather loose screws are next, aren't they? Aren't, aren't loose screws like right oh, in please, the firing line? Please for... don't, please don't hit Snooky Sam. <laughs> I'm going to be so upset. That's where my station is. I'm going to be playing. I'm going to be playing 15 hours a day every day. <laughs> oh no! But it's great because that's how it needs to be. It needs to be yeah. indiscriminate. These Thargoids don't give a shit who we are, you know. So it needs to be indiscriminate to feel. For sure the way it feels do you know sure. who i am <laughs> yeah. for sure kate, kate you're talking about the player factions and you know thinking of, we, nobody's really mentioned that yet when we're you know you're going to have this war aimed at those faction home bases and there might be conflicts going on in those those you know those um systems anyway and it's going to be interesting seeing whether factions start working together you know putting those differences aside and how mm -hmm. it's going to change a lot of dynamics like that so that's think... going to be really interesting it's changed the game on such a massive level you know well on so many different levels yeah so darren darren mentioned something along those lines on um on frameshift um frameshift live as well saying um maybe we'll see these two player factions to be um at each other for so long and they're now and are now against it uh, and, and are now having to work together against a common goal 
So um, my my original take on that from when you said that um because because you know text is really difficult to infer tone and um things are things along those lines my original take from that was like um an an impression that front it shouldn't be something that frontiers doing because people who have put their um their uh their player factions in the game should have um, ownership over those player factions in the game. Yeah. And Frontier doing that is is bold in that it's going to upset those people. That was that was my takeaway from right. it. Because I've, seen, I've seen that happen it. so many times as well, where people where something's happened in a player faction base and um someone's opened up their notes app or done an open letter to Frontier on Twitter, and um it's just like you you give that player faction or you you place that player faction in game and at the end of the day that f- f- player faction in game is just what your squadron is aligned to it's it's a nice um allowance that frontier give but it's their property they can do whatever the fuck they want yes with yeah. with those those things. i mean ac- actually psychic and the and the uh, as i recall the way the conversation started in your stream when i raised it and what i was genuinely curious about is i haven't heard or, or read a comment from uh, the Brazilian player group that's yeah and I would love to know how they feel I mean I think if it was me I'd be really excited actually I think it would be absolutely brilliant absolutely the, the, um, I'd love to know how how they feel I know um the one of the second ones um the the dogs of law are a player faction that have been very very heavily um affected by that and the dogs of law the the person in charge of dogs of law is my very very good friend and other the, the the podcast that I um I sometimes cheat on this podcast with um um co-host Mal for the win so um uh, he's like dead excited about it so um I I I I'm I'm all for it I'm like you know what come for us let's see let's see what we can do let's see how how well we can deal with it because the other thing is you know the, yeah. the, 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 we've had the BGS for people that have been playing the BGS you know, heavily have been doing it for years mm-hmm. and the wheel just goes round and round. It's, it's fine and it's fun, but it, it must get a bit, a bit tedious. And I, I feel a little bit like, you know, um, there's a scene, there's a little meme I love to use, you, you know, the scene in Waterworld and there's the old guy that's working down in the sump of the tanker ships and Kevin Costner drops a flare down and, and the old man's last words are like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> because everything <laughs> explodes. And it's. I, I sometimes wonder if the BGS players feel a bit like that—that that they've been turning this wheel round and round and round, and suddenly, like we've just had a war dropped on it, and it's like, oh, thank God, this has shaken things up. Now we've got something fun to do. I imagine there's um, just from like a personal, a personal standpoint, um, there is like a huge section of me that's like, yeah bugger it burn everything burn burn this the one system that my faction's managed to be in it's great let's let's see what happens let's see what, whether we can take it back and all of that kind of stuff and then the other the, the other 50 percent of me is like but we worked really hard to get those factions <laughs> we worked really hard to get all of those stations in it's a really um it's it's um it's really difficult and it puts um those of us who are huge bgs players and i've been doing it since like I've said this many, many times, the BGS is something that um, 
I, I was interested in Elite and then I found out about the BGS and then that was it. You know, I, I don't think I'd still be playing Elite now if it weren't for the BGS um, grabbing hold of me and um, and sucking and um, I was going to say and sucking me in. But I'm glad that I I'm glad that I didn't say that on something that's being recorded because that would be really awkward, wouldn't it? Um, but we have um, it, it, there's so much of a love for it, so it's really interesting. <laughs> it's all just fascinating to me. Um, but if they if they attack my if they attack my station, I'm real. I'm gonna be real mad. I'm got. Oh, I'm gonna be bear mad. I really am. And um, if they if they hit my station, however, loose screws are looking after it, and I hear that they're pretty good with Thargoids. So fingers crossed. Does anybody have anything else that they want to they want to talk about with Update 14? Anything that we feel like we've missed? I'm just glad they burnt it as much as they can, and I hope they burn it a bit more. To be honest, <laughs> I'm actually just impressed that. I'd never thought FDEV would actually burn it as much as they've done and, and make that much of a, a dent with the, the Fargoid War. I'm just really glad they have. You mm-hmm. look at all the best types of sci-fi out there and you look at like all the films, they're all based around big dramatic struggles, you know, be it Star Wars, whatever you look at. And that's what it feels like. It's bringing this big sort of galaxy thing going on at the moment. It's just so exciting. <laughs> uh, Alec? Yeah, I don't know. This might be a good time to raise it. Maybe we can get it in the show notes. There's um, actually a a brilliant thread on the forum mm. started by Ian Doncaster called Analyzing the Thargoid Simulation. And it's really worth a read because it, it goes into all the different states and it's full of questions. Like there's loads of stuff in italics um, that, you know, blanks to be filled in about how things work and, and what effect things have. But it's a real studious attempt to try and work out exactly what's going on. Um, but it's it's brilliant because it's it's so complicated. And one thing that struck me: so when Frontier do a CG, for example, I mean, obviously they're they're getting good at it now. But when you're trying to set the goals, you're you have no idea how much effort the players are going to put in. I guess they can guess now because they have so much experience. But certainly in the early days, you know, they're almost plucking a number out of thin air. And yeah. So so with this. Frontier have had to guess how much effort the player base is prepared to put in to turn the tide of the war. And I can't help thinking they can't have got it right. You know, the odds of them okay. getting it right first time are like zero. So presumably Frontier have some dials behind the scenes that they can twist a bit. Do you think? One would assume so. Um yeah. I think it's I think it's really tricky. I genuinely feel like it's gonna be really it's really, really tricky for um what they want is to make us feel hopeless. Yeah. Um, to the point of like, okay, we're 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 never gonna win this. And then let's let's say let's say salvation 2.0 but it's not going to be salvation 2.0 because let's face it, absolutely the fuck not. But um let's say um for example, our new um our engineer friends with this new community goal, we're gonna start getting more more um more weapons, more things that make it that are gonna start making it incrementally easier for us. So Yeah, I, I guess as well as the idea of some sort of secret knobs that they can twist just to affect, you know, how fast the sliders move. They yeah. obviously have some some sort of much more upfront cards they can deal they so they can to some extent maybe decide when the remaining five stargoids 
hit. Probably not. I mean, it'll be a bit odd if they just suddenly stop and don't get any closer. But to an extent, <laughs> actually, can, we're going to slow down now. <laughs> they can deal those cards. I guess they can also, and maybe this is something we can touch on. But they can choose for there to be more. If we start doing too well, they can have another wave of eight. You know, of course they can. Um, yeah. And of course, the other thing is with many, many was, more um, thunder yeah. gods. I'm sure. Yeah, and then new weapons, of course. I mean, there was the this the Galnet article ages ago about um, uh, I forget which engineer it was, but working on the Grelics, you know. And at some point, I think you're dead right. I think things are going to get worse before they get yeah. better. So we'll be things are going to look very, very bad, and then Palin, I guess it was, will go. Aha! It, I finished it, it's the it's Ram, Ramtar. Um, da- I was going to okay. about to say it. it's Daddy Ram and Papa Palin that are doing the two. Awesome. Uh, and then they'll come up with the super weapons, and then we're yeah. going to discuss. Yeah, and then it's it's going to be another wave, and it's it's um, the amount of effort that Frontier have put in are, are making this like a such a ginormous event. It's not going to be something that we can clear in a fortnight. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, no. It's not going to be something that's going to be done done and dusted by Christmas. We've got um, a um, a lot of a lot of time, a lot of content, and a lot of struggles, and there are going to be. There are going to be losses, and some player factions are going to be upset. But we, we, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm making like a big speech now. But um, <laughs> we will, we will recover them, and we will, we will get back, we will get them back. We'll fight um, them on the beaches. Yeah, I, I, I really felt, I really <laughs> felt a little bit Churchill then, and I, I, I struggled with it. I struggled with that internalized <laughs> that misogyny, <laughs> Ben. I mean, I think you raise a good point about loot about the losses and things like that. And we've covered it a wee bitty with the whole, you're, you're saying your faction's getting, getting babysat, shall we say. But I'm just, I, I do wonder, do do, will factions all group together and write, today we're going to deal with HR 1354. Or, and, you know, we're sending a hundred people there and we want, you know, we need a hundred people in this one. Right, this one's got a uh, Coriolis that's on fire. We need a thousand people there to evacuate that because it, it's bigger. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I wonder how I feel about this whole doing everything, just doing what I fancy. And okay, yeah, I only give a shit about Lave, so I'm only going to defend Lave, damn it. Versus actually, you know what? I really need to go off and I need to go and help Psych it out. Otherwise, we're all fucked. I mean, um, don't, don't, worry, be, don't worry about our so system, fuck it. <laughs> it's going to be so interesting to see that. And I, I think that's the bravery that we're getting out of Frontier. Just th- this whole human experiment, almost, that is, is, is going to... Here's I a question for you. I bet you people could do scientific research papers on our actions in this. Now we're going to behave ourselves. How how we how we're behaving? Yeah, no, it's great. It really is great. Um, question for you all, or all, all of you, um, including anybody who might want to get in the comments. Um, when do you think the next star, um, the next stargoids are going to arrive? Or ha- like, inevitably, when and how many? When do you think they will all get here? I was expecting at least a couple more on Thursday, but who mm-hmm. knows? You know, I, I wasn't expecting a CG on Tuesday, so... True, true. What Anyone I else? Yeah, I, I, think think just, gonna... I, I think Thursday. Yeah? yeah? Kate? Yeah, I think we'll get one again soon, but I, I think they're going to 
just drip feed them, aren't they? Maybe they'll throw us a curveball in there somewhere. Maybe we will get, you know, other sightings will start showing up. I reckon we're going to get them all by Christmas. I mean, they're in motion, aren't they? Like, like yeah. we said, they can't slow yeah. them down that much. Yeah, we've got, um, what, the the 8th, the 15th and the 22nd? Uh, three more Thursdays before Christmas. I reckon they'll all be here by then. Oh, my God. And, and then we're going to have said. a little bit of resting cat. Have you seen what your sister said? Have I seen what my sister said? They're like Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris, Chris Rea, they'll be home by, by Christmas. Oh yeah, my god. How the hell can Tatiana do such a dad joke? Well, because she's she she knows. She knows <laughs> she knows what's gonna tickle me. This is what the problem is. Um and then we'll have some lovely winking cat stuff to do at Christmas, and then it will be full war and it's the oh, it's gonna be it, it's gonna be great. Oh. oh my gosh! Do you know what I'd really like to see is um you know you know in Power Play there's that Power Play bubble map. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see a uh, that you know see as it as the Far God space grows. I'd love to see a kind of like a visualization in the galaxy map of of their space. Or like cool. the the Power Play thing, but with yeah, far, yeah. Far I've always liked that. Far, I mean, I don't really do Power Play, but the one thing I've always visually really liked about it is that bubble map and the idea that mm. you've got it'd be, it'd be nice to see like um thargoid controlled and then human controlled and see how those what those bubbles look like next to each other it yeah. might it might make people feel a little bit better because at the moment the amount of new symbols that are just on the galaxy map <laughs> um in those areas are a little bit overwhelming <laughs> i get it i totally get why it, why it's overwhelming for um why it's overwhelming for folks especially like I, i've been i've there've been people dropping into my chat this week going oh i started last week this is all very exciting isn't it and we're like you've got no idea <laughs> it was so lovely beforehand it was just everyone was oh, my happy and just, child. oh my god oh my god there's just so much going on it's great um yeah wild what a um what a what a what a first week! And also, let's talk a little. Let's touch a little bit on the um, the performance as well. I saw um, who was it in chat? It was um, Frank, I think, saying that they've um, been able to fly around in Odyssey in VR and actually been able to enjoy it because um, they've seen um, marked performance upgrades. Um, I how how about the rest of you? How have you seen the performance? Um, in I... VR, I... yeah, in VR, I, I mean, I wasn't that bad for it, but um, it's it does feel feel smoother. Um, I mean, I love playing in VR, so that's always a plus for me. But um, yeah, definitely an Im- improvement. Even just out of VR in Pancake, it's it just feels a little bit smoother at times, especially thought... uh, ground settlements. Yeah, I, I thought it was too. I mean, I'm not particularly measuring it and i don't think i was looking for it i know there was something in the patch notes but i must admit i sort of dismissed it um so i wasn't looking for a performance improvement and then i think after about three days i I was thinking this feels smoother actually it really i Mm. think it really does i I didn't notice the um that the ships the ship swaps were so much quicker and stuff until somebody pointed out pointed it out to me and then i was like oh my god they actually are so much quicker 
that's insane. Um, it's just everything, like even putting weapons on your ship, nothing. Well, just like dr- dropping, changing from like an anaconda to a beluga or something. Yeah, just yeah. like that. It just it's it's just quicker. Um, I think that was a specific bug fix. I mean, I think there was something wrong because didn't even know that was a bug. It took a ludicrous amount of time to swap ships, and I think they fixed something in that in that area actually. I know, I know that there were people saying that the shadows hadn't completely been fixed, and that was def- <laughs> that was something that they'd. Frontier had put on the um on the bug fixes um list that had been had been fixed, but I haven't. Again, this is it's really awkward for me to say that I haven't noticed because I've done like literally no on foot stuff since update fourteen's come out. I'm hoping that in the new year or maybe maybe update fifteen or more likely update sixteen is going to include some odyssey expansions around this mm. um so you think that'll be update 16 rather than a part of 14 well we're in 14 yeah um, we have said yeah, no 14 will sort of be prolonged i don't think i don't think we're gonna get um i think update 14 is going to be available in 4.0 for everyone and then looking at next year um we're gonna we're i think update 16 will be one where we start getting um on foot stuff and like like Tokoso, I am so ready for um for on foot <laughs> on foot. I, I just I just wanna I just wanna punch a Thargoid in the face. I'm a simple person. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna see what look, let me try and punch a Thargoid, all right. <laughs> like I want my Will Smith welcome to Earth moment, you know? Yeah. yeah. Anything anything else that is springing to mind for everyone? I wish I could remember some of the new lines of NPC dialogue. There is so much of it. And uh, the one that just this blew is me This Avalon. There's a good one for you. <gasps> yeah. And there's one. There's one. They've, they've used one of Burr's lines. I'm sure one of the NPCs said something about sour salad or, um, you know, one of the vegetables. There was definitely one of the Burr's vegetable quotes in there as an NPC line. There might be, there might be, um, for sure. They do say some stuff, but when, whenever one of them says, um, this is for salvation, you alien scum, it, may, it makes it really difficult to want to finish those missions <laughs> or, or finish that war. It's yeah, I like, can just mm. see you all targeting onto the onto that one by accident. You, you know what? You know what? Sometimes, sometimes you fire a weapon at an NPC. <laughs> sometimes it's a Thargoid. Someone, it's sometimes it's someone who's just said, um. This is for salvation. Yeah. Because it wasn't for salvation. We wouldn't be in the immersed to begin with. It's it's all valid. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. For sure. But um, it is gonna get a lot worse before it gets better. Oh, and yeah. we we all need to we all need to do our part. Or, you know, at least like jump in and have a look around the, the burning stations because it's bloody awesome. There's so many, so many new things that have come in and it all looks um fucking spectacular i think we shall we shall continue the continue that theme it's um it feels like in a long run of tricky updates this one has been wonderful agreed yeah all right yeah. I mean, okay okay i'm gonna do one obligatory negative ish of course you are ben i am i, 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 I <laughs> Yeah, I have I have I, a I little tiny know, niggle as well, and I will jump yeah. in. I just noticed it a couple of minutes ago, and I, I don't know what it is, because it's always been rock solid up until now. There are sometimes, especially when I'm coming in and doing stuff with the the newer Thargoid things, 
that my audio is going to hell. And I'm getting like the the lines are breaking up and things like that, and I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um you know, that that that's that's my one niggle from this expansion. Yeah, no, I can appreciate that. It is it has been um there there are times when I've been losing sound. The one that the one that gets me always is um when when you're doing Thargoid combat around a base and you're actively shooting interceptors and you see the little lines pop up where it's saying, Oh, um, it's a bit quiet around here. I'm sure we'll see one of those one of those flowery boys soon or, or some kind of something on those lines. I'm sure we'll have something to fight soon. And we're we're like Excuse me. <laughs> like seriously, are you are your scanners broken? Is this what the situation is? So you're, you're not sending you're not me plenty seeing, of decomposition. <laughs> you're, you're not seeing people like, and this is the number one liner in the galaxy. No, I've not seen any of uh, those. No, okay. Um, I haven't seen any of those. Although I do, um, I do think it every time I've got a ship. Um, every time um, burning peasant smell is full of its evacuees and taking them to a um, taking them to a rescue point. Um, I'm like, yep, this is the number one, number one evacuation station. Pay no attention to the name. It's the number one evacuation station in, um, in the galaxy. You're all good. You're all good. You're safe. You're in safe hands in this Corvette. It's not a problem. Uh, and the other thing, which I we. I can talk about because we were doing the um we were um doing the um recording for um a music video which we're we're gonna come to in a minute. But um none of the NPCs in like happy stations are talking about it at all. You'd think they'd mention it. <laughs> You'd think they'd be like, Oh, you know what? Sargoids have started invading different systems. But they're like, Oh, I really miss mining. I really enjoyed mining in my home station. You mean the the on foot NPC dialogue? Yeah, like yeah. at concourses and just like yeah. on making conversation. That's interesting. I, I had it on my to do list to go and land somewhere and go and have a listen to what they were. Yeah, saying. no, they're talking. They're talking yeah. about missing mining, or they really miss home. <laughs> it's it's very it's very funny. Um, I I I think I think we will inevitably I, probably come back to this again at some point. I, I questions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm just thinking, actually, I mean, you know, it's like a hundred and something light years away. Do they actually give a shit that some station a hundred light years away is getting invaded by Thargoids? You know, the war ain't going particularly well, Ben. It it ain't, but, you know, I mean, okay, so... Or they they could at least be saying, oh, three of these maelstroms appeared but there's more on the way. What's going to happen when everything gets here? Just like little bits of nervous conversation like that. I know, I know where you're coming from, but then, you know, in the UK, we're not exactly bricking ourselves about what Putin's doing next. Are we not? I know what you mean, but it, it is a topic of well, conversation. I think we're more worried about fuel prices and things like that. Well, yeah, but there's, a, there's um, immediate stuff, and then it's like, oh, well, look at um, the shit that is happening in the rest of the world. You mm. know, um... Especially in the UK, um, like we 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 watching the news, it reports on all different all different areas. When um, Salvation attacked the Thargoids, um, that was being um, according to the uh, according to the cutscene that we had, that was being broadcast everywhere. So we should know. We they, they should the MP other NPCs should know about it and at least have some kind of. I don't want to say fear, but some yeah. kind of like it's something that is it's a small talk thing, isn't it? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm just something. I I agree with you that they should be doing this, but then I was thinking, you know, does how much does say Joe Schmo in the middle of nowhere rural America give a monkeys about what's going on in Eritrea? Whereas to everyone living there, it's like, yeah, we're fucked. I appreciate that. I, yeah. Uh, yeah, Joe Joe Smoch, no, maybe not. But um, if okay, if there were three countries that aliens landed on and started spreading out. You bet your ass the whole world would be talking about it. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know. It's a little thing that's niggled me about, um, about the update, but you know, that, guess, that's I, relatively small. Yeah. I, I guess throwing in te- loads of new text lines of embassy dialogues easy, but getting voice record, you know, voice. Yeah. Um, it's awkward. Do a bunch yeah. of, it's yeah, all, I'm, um, I'm sure it's I, on the to-do list. Yeah, I forget the NPCs that that have these conversations in the concourse. Are they lip synced to their lines of dialogue? Can't I remember. think the mouse might move, but I don't yeah. know that they they're fully lip synced. Probably not closely. Okay. Um, I, I think I think looking at the time, we will leave it there um, for today. I'm I'm sure. I'm sure this is going to be a topic of conversation that's probably going to take us through to the new year anyway, with more things to talk about and things along those lines. So what we will do now, I think, is move over onto the community corner. That's been a bit quiet and all, hasn't it? Has it? Has it really? There's been one. Um, I don't know if you've if anybody has seen it, but um there is there is something going on um, that has been going on and I'd love if possible for Chris to just be able to play the video that'd be great one of the 20th century traditions that has survived to this day is the charity single each year at Christmas the charity singles must take part in a duel to the death because there can only be one typically a large group of fading musicians celebrities and non-entities are gathered in one place to make the blandest and most disturbing song ever recorded and then people are urged to donate money for the deserving cause alice put the crockery down there's no room we can't take it all with us sorry this year the cause is thargade a charity dedicated to helping poor people flee the bubble ahead of the impending extinction of mankind we'll just have to choose yeah, choose between the china and the, uh, the the special toys. Just make sure you bring the damn whiskey. Fanny Longburn and Willie Stroker are hoping to revitalise their careers by performing on Thargade. Fanny has great enthusiasm for charity, provided it starts at home. We are joined here in the studio by Fanny Longburn and Willie Stroker, who will be performing in Thargade. Welcome to the studio. Thanks. It's great to be here for this amazing cause. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? There's an amazing array of stars performing for this charity event. We've got the Tocoso, Orange Phoenix, the Psychit, and the Father Bill, and many others, all giving their precious time. Who the fuck are they? They're the other celebrities. Well, I've never heard of them. Who's that in the scarf with the chrome dome? Oh, that's Commander Burr and his wife, Rini. Wow! He's punching above his weight, isn't he? Fanny, this is for fundraising. Can you turn it down a bit? Oh, uh, yes. We need people to give now. Give money. Every second counts. Just do it now. Don't go down to the pub. We need your money now. 
not later, or tomorrow, or whenever you fucking remember. We need it now. Shall I give out the address for people to send donations? Fuck the address. Let's just give them the number. The number to send your donations to is... 142950345279911. That isn't the donation hotline. That's your bank account number. The money's supposed to be for charity. Just give us the fucking money! Fanny! QVT! QVT! It's Christmas time! There's a need to be afraid! And that Christmas time, they might conquer soul and infest lay. All these worlds are plenty Spread with slime instead of joy They'll throw their tentacles around our world tonight But say a prayer A prayer to the forgot At Christmas time
Okay, that was that. Um, apologies for the... No, nah, I was going to apologise for the amount of swearing, but fuck it, it's been a bit of an episode, I'm not going to lie. That is a charity single that a bunch of commanders did getting together, um, cajoled together by LCU and Beetlejude, getting some folks together. The music was arranged by Commander Tocoso. And um, the video was put together by um, LC Unifor Like One. Absolutely wonderful. We have, there is a Just Giving page um, at justgiving.com slash page slash Thargade. We've raised so far £1,325 of a £5,000 target. Myself, Ben and Kate are all in that video. <laughs> and it was so much fun. Um it was it was so it was so lovely to be asked um and some like to be a part of that the worrying thing is lcu's got us all singing the entire thing i'm fine with that because i'm i'm really comfortable i've got um tom's got two versions for me <laughs> yeah he's got the tune and the harmony so Oh really? You sang the whole thing, and then they've just cut the lines that they want. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. We all we yeah. all sang the sang the whole thing. You can hear a lot yeah, of my yeah. harmonies. You can hear a lot of me and Paige harmonising like all the way through it. <laughs> and yeah, I, I hear myself in it a lot, and I'm like, oh god, oh man. Um, but yeah, it was um, Tom painstakingly put us all together to make us sound a little bit less of a um, chaotic. I think the pain is for him. I just went for it on that. It was like complete full-on rock star moment. To do that. Yeah, yeah, it was. A, it was awesome. It was awesome. I think we had to really, didn't we, Katie? Oh, absolutely! Yes. Absolutely just, screamed it. It's happening and own it. Yeah, you've got. You've got to. You've got to. Like, if you put yourself, if you if you agree to if you agree to shit like that, go all in. Go all in, and um, hopefully we can raise. We can hear that five thousand pound target. It'd be amazing. Give us you your know, fucking money. We know it's a tricky time at the moment for a lot of humans, so only give us your fucking money if you can. <laughs> but the um, in case yeah, you missed don't need it, to eat. in case you missed it, that link was justgiving.com slash page slash Thargade. By all means, please visit that and go and do go and do a thing. Um, money yeah quite exactly um this has been an episode colin's gonna be like i didn't like how much money much swearing was in that one guys you're gonna have to turn it turn it down and what will we say collectively fuck off colin <laughs> okay moving on <laughs> moving on um to our mostly clueless section the mostly clueless this week it doesn't have who it comes from oh it's from me it's from Ben. Um, in Odyssey, you can buy back modules that you've accidentally sold, Ben. How would you go about doing that? Well, you know, I might have gone off and accidentally sold things and was like, how the hell do I go and um um how do I go and buy back my engineered weapon that I didn't mean to get rid of? Um, or something annoying like that. And it's it is actually it's quite hidden. But basically, go back to where you were, go back to the module slot that you just sold so if it was a weapon go to your if it was a oh like a multi-cannon go to your multi-cannons and then you got a scroll possibly all the way down to the bloody bottom and hopefully you'll see one of them's got that unless it's sort of like curvy arrow and that little curvy arrow means you can buy it back it it, i i don't know about anyone else but i thought it was quite obscure to find that and it was it was hard but you can do it, so that's the good news. 
Excellent. Excellent. So if anybody didn't know that, you can do that. You can um, get get your items back. Um, okay. Does anyone have any other business that they would like to bring up? Do your part. Yeah, do your part. Do your part. Get stuck in. I have seen that the um, the CG is now saying that it's it's going to be complete within a day. So people have really mobilised and they're doing their part for that one, Alex. So it's all good. Okay. There you go, Ben. There's no need to uh, fret about it. They've got it covered. Yeah, everyone it's else is good. doing it. That's fine. It's all good. You don't have to worry about FOMO from that one. Have you seen um, recruitment adverts now up in the stations? That would be good because everyone's saying doing your part. And if we see more sort of focus towards mm-hmm. the the war ones, that would be cool. I'd like I'm absolutely that would be great. Yeah, I'm absolutely not already not already DMing Chris Mott for about those very adverts. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. We haven't messaged each other at all today. Not at all. Um, so we will move on to we will move on to the shout outs then if that's. If that's all good by everybody else. So um, while the team on Dex Island take a well-earned break before this Series 2 return, there's plenty of material to fill the goid. Point your auto-assistant to your favourite podcast app, including Spotify and Audible, and search The Dex Legacy. There you'll find bonus edition interviews with cast members and with the writer Emily Inkpen. There's also plenty of bonus materials and merch at thedexlegacy.com. All proceeds go towards the making of Season 2. Our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, broadcasts on Thursdays from 8.30pm. Um, you can tune in at twitch.tv slash Hutton Orbital Truckers or for just the audio at radio.forthemug.com. For the discerning commander who likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash Elite Dangerous CQC. We're also giving shout outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts, which have appeared over the last year or our standard regular contributors. Uh, Flight Assist still has old episodes up. We might come back at some point. We'd love to. We're going to see how that works in the new year. Um, we have the Guard Frequency, who do other space games, and also um, our friends across the pond, Loose Screws. Now, big question is, do we have... I thought we were going to have a Galnet News Digest. I'm hoping that we do... Um, we do have Galnet. Perfect. We have a Galnet News Digest as provided by Commander Wotherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. Thank you to those who have chipped in on Twitch chat and our in-game commanders. Who have you seen, Ben? I've seen nobody who said hi, but I've I've seen a few people around the... Oh, I did see Miggles, yeah. You saw Miggles? Okay, I, I saw cool. Miggles. Um, but I've, other people have just been random, random people who have been bumping into and saying hi. And but not, just... not prob- prob- probably not listeners to the show, or if they are listening to the show, they didn't say it. They are doing their part. That's what exactly. they're doing. Exactly. <laughs> Special thanks goes to Commander Tokoso, Jay Intrax, and Alan Stroud, who created the music used on the show. That's it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you would like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at laveradio.com, hit us up on facebook.com slash laveradio, or tweet us on at laveradio. Um, you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash laveradio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders come to hang out and chat, which you can find at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out on laveradio.com slash live. Thank you to Ben. Give us your money. Thank you to Alec. Thank you, Psychic. Thank you to the lovely Katie Chaos. Thank you for your short notice and coming on and being amazing as always. Gabba. <laughs> <laughs>
And um, special thanks to today's um, tech specialist, um, my collaborative partner of just um, an amazing human being, Chris Mockford. You're welcome. Hey! (laughs) Until next time, commanders, give us your fucking money, fly safe, and if you can't do that, fly dangerous. News Digest, 6th of December 3308. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, we look at alternatives to fighting Thargoids in order to help humanity. We look at the anatomy of a maelstrom. And we wonder how long Vista Genomics will be willing to pay out as much as it currently is for exobiological data. You don't have to fight Thargoids to help humanity. There are many who believe that allowing the violence to escalate may be counterproductive, presumably including what's left of the Thargoid Advocacy Project. Well, the good news is that violence may not be necessary. There's evidence that a decent humanitarian effort may be sufficient to persuade the Thargoids that humanity is well organised and that the only option available to the eight tentacled aliens is to retreat from the system. Humanitarian actions include bringing emergency supplies to stations in attacked systems and evacuating civilians from these stations. There's already a massive evacuation effort going on to save populations from systems that are actively under Thargoid attack, and the stations are also gratefully receiving donations. Unlike the old rescue missions from burning stations before the Thargoid invasion, now ships need to be fast, as they'll inevitably 
be hyperdicted and interdicted and attacked by Thargoids, and the best means to avoid damage is to fly away faster than the Thargoids can follow. Rescue ships also need a decent jump range, as the rescue megaships have to be placed a safe distance outside the Thargoid's sphere of control. Heatsinks can be helpful to avoid detection, especially while docking, but are not essential. Similarly, ships that take missions to bring in emergency goods, which can be quite varied, need to be nimble and to have a sufficient jump range to source and deliver the necessary supplies. Both of these activities are believed to make a real difference to the balance of power in Thargoid attack systems. There's a countdown timer that shows the balance of power between the green influence of the Thargoids and the purple influence of humanity, which seems to count down in Thargoid weeks which are as long as a human day. If humanity wins the conflict, even just by peaceful actions, then the Thargoids will suffer setbacks and eventually leave. Captain Justine Kemp of the rescue ship Hutner, which is stationed in Enayax, described the flow of refugees as unprecedented. Evacuated citizens brought to the rescue ships are triaged and any immediate needs dealt with before they're shipped out to temporary accommodation away from the war zones. There is a risk, as the Thargoids establish more maelstroms on the fringe of the bubble, that the refugee crisis may become critical, as the supply of shelters runs out. To address this, it's likely that an appeal may be made to source and deliver emergency accommodation to house the refugees. It's unclear when the remaining five Stargoids will arrive and establish themselves as Maelstroms. It seems likely that at least two will arrive this week, with the remaining three arriving the following week. Thankfully, it appears that they're heading for the fringes of the inhabited bubble. If they'd set themselves up in Sol, Alioth and Achinar, humanity might be on the point of surrendering already. Commander Dylan D of YKE Technologies has been doing some investigation into the Thargoid maelstroms, making reference to the logs of Commander John Jameson, who 150 years ago piloted a Cobra Mark III close to a Thargoid hive ship in order to deploy the mycoid virus warhead. The Commander notes similarities between Jameson's report and the characteristics of the maelstrom. Jameson masked his heat signature to thread his way past the perimeter, and that's exactly what you must do to bypass the caustic generators that pulsate within the 100km perimeter zone. Heat sinks, or a very cold running ship, can help you make your way through that perimeter, which also has apparently non-hostile Thargoid interceptors patrolling it. The next challenge, after a considerable journey, is the Thargoid Shutdown Field, or Maelstrom EMP Pulse, which seems to be at about 30 kilometres from the heart of the Maelstrom. A Shutdown Field Neutralizer is only partly effective against this, leaving the HUD active, but the ship defenceless. At the heart of this second perimeter, hypothesises Commander Dylan D, is the Thargoid Hive Ship which may be similar to the wrecked ships we've seen on so many planets in the Pleiades and elsewhere. Those wrecks are nearly four and a half kilometres in diameter, similar in size to a Coriolis starport, so that may well be the size of ship we can expect to find at the heart of the Maelstrom, if Commander Dylan D is correct. Commander Jameson described the hive ship as beautiful, helping him to understand how intelligent and technologically advanced 
the Thargoids must be. Jameson is one of a very small number of people who can ever have seen a hive ship up close. He was tricked by Salvation and Inra into delivering a virus that not only disabled Thargoid technology, but which also caused the excruciating deaths of countless Thargoids. That was the first of two events, the second being the detonation of the Proteus Wave that persuaded the Thargoids that humanity was a sufficient level of pest that they had to be dealt with. There are many commanders who remain Thargoid advocates. Through our understanding of the Thargoids' advanced technology, and through our understanding of the causes of the current conflict, it may yet be possible to avert the worst possible outcomes for both humanity and the Thargoids. But with more Maelstroms expected to arrive within days, Time is running out fast. Dozens of commanders have reported reaching Elite 5 after Vista Genomics dramatically increased the payout for on-foot biological scan data. The increase is apparently to drive exploration and the discovery of new genetic information in response to the Thargoid invasion. The payouts are very, very generous. They are Sothis and Robigo generous. Void Opal generous. Actually, they're more generous even than that. They're generous to the point that it seems likely that Vista Genomics may need to reduce the amount it's paying, especially for first discoveries, in order to avoid bankrupting itself. But for now, if you need the credits to build yourself a new rescue ship to help evacuate citizens from the Thargoid attack systems, you can earn those credits by doing science. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to.